what? Gertrude Frack. What do you want? Why are you looking at me? He's probably looking at the balloons in the in the hanging. Um, I licked my toenail. No, he's looking at me. Did you say you licked your toenail? I chipped it. It's <laughs> <laughs> like yes. When I just now. <laughs> it was. It's okay. Yep. It's fine. It's fine. That's just my Discord. You're so cool. I know. I just tend to ignore that. Um, I deleted it. Did you? It got really annoying. Oh, joining your friend, your husband's. Yeah, yeah I never, we never played anything because Josh didn't want to. So I was just like. So you never played Dungeons and, was so it if Dungeons? You guys, if you guys are listening, I'm sorry. It's not my fault. Was it Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah. I made a character and everything. Yeah, and you were gonna. What were you gonna name it? Like, I don't know, but it had like irritable bowel syndrome or something. Yeah, yeah, for your superpower. <laughs> no, it was is my weakness. Oh, your weakness. <laughs> Burritos. Could you could you imagine having that as your superpower? <laughs> I have irritable bowel syndrome. I will poop on you. <laughs> Obvious. Yes. Ibs. Super IBS. (laughs) IBS. This is our podcast, What's with the Neighbors? And that's Amy. That is Brie. And we are a true crime and paranormal podcast. If you haven't found out by now, this is episode 70. Yeah, this is very awkward if you don't know that. They're like, I'm still waiting to figure out (laughs) what this podcast is about. Let's listen backwards. Okay, so if you are listening backwards... Which is which to me is weird because I like to know like all the story. It's like, what if I had a baby, or what if we got married, or something? I, Not to I, each other. I, no, I, love I, you, I, I, I agree with you on that situation. But then I also tell people that they should listen to the newest episodes <laughs> first because our first episodes are so bad. But <laughs> I, but I have also come to an understanding that everybody's podcasts suck in the beginning, except the for Smartless, because they're freaking celebrities and they. <laughs> No, they already they have, have the equipment people. and they have people. Yeah, we're not. We're we're celebrities now, but we were not celebrities when we started. So you know, we're just you know exactly. <laughs> well, Bree, I guess we're looking at each I other. Can't see through. your face today again, guys. It was just Amy's birthday. So um, again, if you want to get on Facebook and wish Amy a happy birthday, it was just Amy's birthday, thank and you. she gets upset when I tell people. So no, okay. thank you. I need someone to celebrate my birthday. <laughs> It was so exciting. Um. Uh, okay. I have a few things to say, mm-hmm. but the first thing is this episode is dedicated to our newest Patreon donor, Julie. My Julie. 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 And she is a uh, uh, next door neighbor, our highest tier. She's and like, yeah, I'm going to get off the donor bus now. <laughs> but you know what's funny is she subscribed like minutes after we were at, done recording last week. So we couldn't give yeah. her a shout out last week. I know. I was thinking about that, too. Yeah. So she's been a donor for a whole week already. Yeah. And she hasn't unsubscribed yet. So yeah, you know, we must not be that terrible. Yeah. She sounds amazing. And also, come on, join the flipping donor bus guys we have so many things that we actually want to do like we have so many more things that we want to do on patreon right now 
Like, we want a group. That way we can do things with you guys mm. virtually. Well, and, okay, so we've talked about exclusive content and unedited video episodes, blah, blah, blah. But did you know that last summer we did a paint night? Yeah. And we gave one uh, a free ticket to the paint night to one of our Patreon donors. Sure did. And it was a blast. Yeah. So you can, you know, get those sort of things. You get a free magnet. Um, we do extra episodes occasionally for it. And. Um, oh, so weird. What? Something just fell from the ceiling onto my mic. Oh, I was it a spider? <laughs> no, spiders aren't alive right now. They're alive somewhere. They don't Maybe die. In Alaska. Okay, well then, okay. Oh, Brie, I have questions for you. <laughs> I really wish I could see I, you, though. Do you see any spiders in your house this time of year? N- no, but they're somewhere because they can't just all die. How would they come? They're hibernating. Yes, in the ground or something. I don't really know. I Guys, if you know what happens to spiders in the wintertime, let us know. Okay, so... Anyway, sorry. Do you have a... You never asked the question in Facebook. Did, oh, that comes out. I was going to post... Uh, that comes out Monday, yeah, huh? Yeah, Okay, never yeah. mind. I was going to post on Monday. I was like, you you failed, buddy. Bam. You didn't. But do you have a question? Uh, For I, Facebook? Um, You ask yours first. I still got to settle on which one I'm going to ask. I have two questions. Oh, you, do you have this question for Facebook, too? We can we can do that, but I wanted to ask you two questions because I couldn't pick. Okay. So, do you want to do the question for Facebook? Um, to Facebook, do you eat or do you drink soup? That is so funny that you picked that one. I almost picked that one. <laughs> <laughs> Bree, what do you do? I mean, I eat it and then, like... Like, does that mean, like, do you slurp it with your spoon? Or does that mean do you pick the bowl up, like, drink it? Because, like, I I chew my coffee. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Like, I, like, taste it and, like, swish it through my mouth. Like, and how I, you I have legit to, like chew. How you, like, you have to chew wine? No. I don't know. I don't chew my wine. Oh, I thought but you I were legit chew my coffee. Like, weird. my old, I used to have you know, a I've heard of that like, would always laugh at me every time when I drink coffee, because I always chew my coffee. I've heard of, like, sludgy coffee, but, like. No, it's not, not sludgy <laughs> at all. It's just, like, I like to process the taste, and I think I'm just, like, swishing it through my mouth, and, like. That's freaking weird, dude. I don't know. But I kind of do that with soup, too. But once it gets down to, like, that bottom, like, little bra, yeah, just the teeny tiny little bit, then I drink it. Or I dip a breadstick in it if I have a breadstick. So I took that question a little bit differently <laughs> in the sense of, like, I have a swirly straw. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> in the sense, like, uh... Do you chew ice cream? Do you bite ice cream or do you just slurp it? And like, uh, uh, the like the the my thought was like, are it's still in a spoon? Are you eating it or are you still drinking it? But it's from a spoon, right? Yeah, I know that, and that was what I was wondering about the question too. I mean, I'm the one who asked it, but like. I think it means, like, do you drink it from the flipping bowl or okay. do you eat it? Okay, so if that's going like to be... The- like in Beauty and the Beast. Yes. Where she just, like, tipped the bowl and she's like, oh, eat it like douche. Yeah, so if that's the... If that's... That's how we're going to take it, then. I guess, yeah. 
my answer is... I just want to know how everybody eats soup. I think I just slurp it from the spoon. spoon. (laughs) (laughs) Funny you mentioned ice cream. I pour milk into mine and make it a soup. That's right. You're so and I like it. I like it like a milkshake. And then my 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 old stepmom taught me that. It's good stuff. Makes I would always better. just let it melt a whole bunch. I love and it. And then do that. It's so much better with milk. It's so creamy. It's already creamy. It's ice cream. It's so much more creamier. <laughs> I would like ice cream with extra cream, please. She's a crazy person. She's a crazy <laughs> person. Okay. I am. So, we're going to ask you that Facebook. Let us know what your answers are in our Facebook group, which is WWTN Podcast. Yes, we will be asking for answers. No, it's not. It's What's With the Neighbors. On Monday. On Facebook. What's With the Neighbors Facebook group. Yes. Join it. Join it. Um, So, I have two questions for you, Brie. And this one, I thought of I had a really good answer for it earlier today because I thought about it earlier and then I forgot. So... Um, what is the worst name you can name your kid? I know. I, I should have not. I This one is a hard one. No, I know my answer, but I feel terrible for my answer. Is it appropriate? No, it's appropriate. It's just, it's, it's, uh. Is it one of your kids' names? It's, it <laughs> <laughs> it's not a I guess any kind of, oh, I don't want to say old lady name, but. An outdate, a really outdated name that's usually associated with older women. Oh, okay. Like Alice. Uh, no, that's Alice? that's different. Like it. Oh, because different. you know an Alice. It doesn't sound like a lady who talks Is it like Doris? this. Like Doris or um, Martha or <laughs> Irene. My grandma doesn't listen to this. And I hope, Grandma, if you ever listen Arlene, to this. Arlene, that's my grandma's name. It's I. My grandma's name is Irene. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, grandma, if, if you ever listen to this, I apologize. Um, But, yeah, that's I. I would make it into a middle name. But it just sounds like I'm talking. Maybe it's because I associate that name with my grandma. But I feel like I'd be talking to a 70-year-old child. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, Irene. So... Uh, I, I, there's definitely a lot of older or, uh, worse answers than what you just shared, but it's funny because as you were talking, it reminded me of what my answer was. I was talking to a coworker today and we were talking about her, her son's, one of her, her, his classmates and how the classmate is a brat. And she's like, well, what's, what's her name? And he replied, Betty. (laughs) And I was like. Who is, I would also be a brat if I am like seven and my name is Betty. Betty. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, also, you can't like look at a baby. Come here, Betty. Yeah. (laughs) So go ahead. No, you're fine. Uh, uh, Another kind of funny story that when I worked at the doctor's office, I was talking to one of our IT tech guys and I was talking about like terrible names because I was pregnant with Alice. I was talking about terrible names to name your kid, and we're ta- I was talking about, like, naming your kid an old kid name. And I was like, like, William or George. Yeah, you know? exactly. And he was like, my son's name is George. And I was like, <laughs> cool. <laughs> cool. Cool, cool, I mean, cool, you cool, call cool. Georgie whenever Georgie, he's a baby. Yeah, but, uh, but also, George. But when I think of Georgie, I think of um, the movie It. Hi, uh, Georgie. Ugh. Or Gross. Georgina. 
Georgina. Yeah. Georgina. Um, I, well, you also probably feel this way, but working in a daycare for however long. Oh, I, yeah. There were also specific kids with mm-hmm. the same name. Mm-hmm. And I swear to God, it was like the Parker. Yeah. Yep. There were kids with the same name that were always poorly behaved. And I think Gabriel was one. That's That was going to be Alice's but name if she was boy. Gabriel? Yeah. I think that's a cute name. I like but Gabe, But at the same though. time, like, I knew a lot of really bad Gabriels. Yeah. Sorry if your name's Gabriel. I Gabe. just really liked... I loved the name uh, Wyatt, but my... Oh, I love that, too. But Wyatt Westmoreland. And then Wesley. I love Wesley. Oh, that's so cute. But you can't... Well, we have a terrible last name for that. Wesley, Wesley Westmoreland. Westmoreland. I mean, it's that's, still fine. It's, that's it sounds, mean. That sounds like a presidential name, dude. Wesley Westmoreland. It's like we used to know a... Jo- we know a John Johnson, and he totally that's could run true. for president. He's super cool. He could run for president. Um, he doesn't listen to us. So no okay, I have another question for you. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sorry. No, you're good. We're, we're I'm trying to keep us on track yeah. this week. So, what is the most useless skill you possess? Oh man, oh man, I can pick things up with my toes. I think and everyone open can doors do that. With my toes, yeah. Turn off lights. Like Josh gets super weirded out and grossed out when I try to do it. Why? Because he hates my feet. <laughs> oh my gosh! He, I know. I've never had issues with that's my feet. That's so mean. I know. That's. Oh, I'm sorry. I love your feet. I would Thank hold you. your hand. I would hold your feet, toes. Thank you. you hold your feet, toes. Hold your toes. I got it. Yeah. What about you? Um. <laughs> I knew that. I knew you were gonna freaking do that. <laughs> we just we just brought that back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also can fold my tongue in half. It looks like it's praying. Yeah, you're doing it. Good job. A lot of people can do it, though. Yeah, Yeah, I think it's a, it's a genetic thing. Oh, it is? That's yeah. weird. Someone I can't family, cross my someone, eyes. Someone in your family can do it. Really? Nope. <laughs> I got Charlotte. Charlotte has that across her eyes now. <laughs> she has that roll, too. Oh, All right. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, last question. Um, Amy. Uh, where is it at? Oh, um... Have you what? What's a song that you pretend to like, but it's embarrassing that you enjoy it? I pretend or that you that you that you pretend that you don't like, but it's embarrassing that you actually enjoy it. Oh man, so many. <laughs> Any of the Nickelback songs. <laughs> Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah, Taylor Swift. <laughs> Except for I don't n- like the "It's Me." Hi. I'm but the problem, you, it's me. Do you not catch yourself singing it? Oh, yeah, a yeah. thousand percent. But I don't, act, I, genera- I generally do not like that song. It's <laughs> annoying. Like, I had a dream that my daughter-in-law hates me and killed me or something like that, and I hated it. <laughs> and I didn't put her in the wheel, and everyone's like, she's laughing from us from up above. And it's like, stupid. <laughs> Thank you for that. I appreciate you. <laughs> it's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> My answer would be anything Taylor Swift. Yeah, anything Taylor Swift, yeah. Ugh. All right, do you have a story for me? Oh, no, I have a neighborhood story okay. for you. Okay, <clears throat> so this is from next door, and it says, Somebody help with the prayer hands. Yesterday, I decided to change my Wi-Fi name to Hack Me If You Can, <laughs> and I woke up this morning. I saw the name changed. I saw the name changed to Challenged Accepted. <laughs> 
Wah, wah. Uh, bet. <laughs> that's so it's probably someone in the house. <laughs> probably. Or someone everybody's a hacker. All right. I've got one from the book for you this week. Yay. I'm going to cover Alaska. <gasps> no I'm doing way. the Red Onion Saloon in Skagway, Alaska. I wish we could go there. I do too. It sounds really neat. My parents have been there. Really? Mm-hmm. On a cruise. Uh, oh, yeah, that makes sense because they, yeah, they talked about cruises coming in. They do. God, that light is so bright. Okay. Do you want to turn it off? No, it's okay. It's fine. I like it. Makes being your blind. face look really good. I know, right? <laughs> Sorry. It was really conceited. Anyway. It looks good. You should um, be conceited. You're beautiful. Easy breezy. Beautiful. So, the Red Onion was built in 1897 during the Klondike Gold Rush. In 1898, the saloon served as, or it served as a saloon, a casino, and a brothel, of course, where there were 10 small rooms upstairs where women would serve the lonely miners after a hard, long work day. The rooms, call, the rooms were called cribs. Uh, they were small, and in each, they had several ways to, like, make a quick and easy exit if it was necessary. Why? Uh, I I'm not like in case maybe someone got handsy or in case you were like Oh, like the women could leave? Yes. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um and I think the men could yeah, the men would could too, but yeah. Um so there were 10 sex workers. They were all treated well from what I've read. They were all pretty well respected and they worked 12-hour shifts. Each got That's such a long shift. I I know. Each client would get 15 minutes, meaning that the sex workers could have up to 48 clients a day. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's a lot. That is so many. I know. So much unprotected sex. <laughs> <laughs> so many STDs. It was a $5 fee to spend time with one of the girls, and they kept only $1.25. 50% of it went to the madame. Madam. Uh-huh. and 25% went to the security which is why they were like pretty well protected so okay also though like that sucks I'm wondering if they got like tips too I hope so I would think that they I would hope that they would have gotten like tips men are also pigs though five dollars so. but also it's in like the late 1800s slash 1900s all right to show which of the ladies were available each of them had a doll that resembled them that were kind of like out in like the lobby area oh that's kind of cool and if a doll was sitting upright it meant that she was available and if a doll was laying down it meant that she was busy or Mm. just unavailable okay uh by 1900 the gold rush moved on to another town in nome alaska Uh and the red onion saloon became a dance hall and after a dance with a lady, the cl- client would go upstairs for, and I quote from the site, um, a roll in the hay. Oh. So basically it was still a brothel. Okay. <laughs> they called it a dance hall, but it was a brothel still. <laughs> but it only went on for a couple more years. In 1914, the Red Onion was put on rolling logs, which I thought was super cool, and moved to another location. Love it. Yeah. Its current location, which is its current location, and it's closer to the railroad station, which brings in more customers. Makes uh, sense. Since then, it's been used as a pharmacy, telegraph and TV station, a bakery, a gift shop, and a World War II army barracks. Then in 1980, a Jen Rentmore, Rentmore 
purchased the building and got a liquor license and the Red Onion Saloon was reborn. Was it always called the Red Onion? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) The Red Onion Saloon was reborn. So she renovated it and restored it, um, brought it up to code. And to do so, I guess the pipes were like a fire hazard because they were copper pipes, I think. They're not clay. I'm sorry. I'm so, <laughs> I can't get over that. I told Josh that. And he was like, what? <laughs> um, so we're not crazy for thinking okay. that's crazy. Um, so I guess there were a fire hazard. So they ripped out all the pipes, which means they had to rip out the flooring. And whenever they did that, they found a bunch of like random like trinkets of what they believe were the belongings of the ladies. And they would hide them in there. Oh. So they found like a bunch of stuff from the past previous women. Um, I love that. I thought that was really cool. And I'm wondering if they use them as, like, um, like little, like, knickknacks that go around the place. I hope I'm sure so. they do. Um, so, yeah, the Red Onion Saloon and Restaurant was officially open for business again and still is. So, tragedy. There is some tragedy that happened there. Not much, but. Hold on. Stop for a second. Parents, if you're listening to me, did you guys go to the Red Onion when you stopped in Skagway? No. Was it Skagway? Is it Skagway? Or Ketchikan? Okay. No, Skagway. Did you guys go? Probably not. But if you did, I want to know. Okay, go ahead. Yes, we do. Mom and Dad. <laughs> I love that you called them parents and I just called them Mom and Dad. <laughs> <clears throat> so, the Red Onion Saloon surprisingly wasn't too tragic. Um, like I said, in the women were all pretty well protected and treated well. Yeah, However, love that. Working as a sex worker does come with some risks. Yeah. Becoming pregnant, contracting STDs, falling in love and having your heart broken and that getting is into depression. Yeah. That kind of stuff happens. Um, one of these sex workers named Lydia, who had planned to make some quick money there and just leave Skagway, uh-huh. um, she unfortunately contracted in serious STD. And when it became known that she had it, she hung herself in her crib. <gasps> and she blamed men all the men for giving it to her i wonder what she uh what it was i don't know probably i mean most of them are treatable i mean not aids no but i i don't know if that was a known one in the in the i don't think it was but also maybe like some of them back like syphilis like maybe they didn't have yeah that's true like Back then, I don't. Right. I don't know. I'd have yeah. to listen to this podcast yeah. and kill you. This podcast will kill you to find out. So I don't want to Google it. What's that one about? It it covers all like diseases. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. That and, sounds. I and they talk. To they, that. they sound really. They talk about really cool stuff. That's cool. They talk about like how it came about and then like the outbreaks and stuff and like people dying. It's really cool. I oh, love neat. it. Neat. Yeah. That sounds it's interesting. Called, this podcast will kill you. That's cool. Yeah, I like it cool sorry no that's good this podcast will kill you okay uh so let's move on to the paranormal there are three entities that people believe or that that are believed to reside here two women lydia and a diamond lil who was um madam there okay and a male who's possibly angry and malevolent but many believe that he's one of the bouncers still being protective oh um i know um, and he's, like, super hostile towards men. So the male has been known to brush roughly past employees and guests and move certain objects that the staff just so happens to need to, like, do their jobs. That's like, annoying. He'll take people's keys or 
nice like drinks that they'll make for customers and just like put them in random places like that would be me i would do that <laughs> can you imagine like going to step grab like the tongs and you're and they're like they quickly move and you're like gosh dang it and then you're like oh gosh dang it <laughs> just put them like in a litter box or something why would there be a litter box there brie there wouldn't be <laughs> but if i lived in someone's house and i was a ghost i'd totally be putting stuff inside the litter box <laughs> i would just let them almost grab it and then move it <laughs> gotcha (laughs) all right um believed to be the bouncer on one occasion two men were doing maintenance on the second floor and were pushed down a flight of stairs by a strong unseen force uh a local claimed to have felt a strong presence in a hostile mood on the second floor also believed to be the bouncer and evidently they believe that whatever it is doesn't like uh powerful men oh like like uh political political men yeah i may wonder if maybe they didn't tip as well or something like that they're probably jerks well yeah i mean i mean that but like yeah they're rich and they're like very stingy yeah Yeah. and so like back then if there was someone that was powerful they came in like no i paid you the five dollars that's all you're getting right hey that's how they're rich yeah yeah i don't also jerks yeah that's why i'm poor because i give away my money (laughs) dang it i'm freaking nice so nice (laughs) uh a diamond lil uh, a former madam here makes herself known to male guests feeling them up on their legs and whispering softly like i love you in your ears she doesn't say i love you but she sweet little nothing yeah sweet little <laughs> I'm a ghost. I love your hair. <laughs> you smell good. <laughs> uh, a musician who used to live there on the second floor in the madam's room was woken up one night to seeing a shimmering light in the bedroom, followed by a sensual sensation given to him by an unseen force in the bed. Oh, whoa. I know. Yeah, <laughs> good old time. He's like telling his wife, I swear, I don't know what it was. <laughs> he started <laughs> He started paying to live there. <laughs> uh, someone has been known, or someone has been known to have a green thumb here and water the plants upstairs. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, like they, they'll find like plants? the plants all wet and stuff. <laughs> have been watered and that in one so instance crazy. they saw a shadowy form of a woman uh doing this in the madam's room uh lydia has been seen wearing a long dark dress being hostile towards men oh my gosh footsteps are often heard upstairs when no one is there this had happened once to an employee and it scared them so bad they called the police claimed oh they gosh. heard someone running and pounding on the second floor and when they went to investigate a shadow was seen running down the hall into the madam's room but no one was there and they believed that it could be like lydia running to the madam for like protection interesting the smell of lilac perfume is common and believed to be what lydia would wear uh the scent is so strong that you can smell it all along the second floor hall as well as feel various cold spots it's believed that Lydia still services male male spirits and has oh. even been known to touch a live man who used to stay in her room. So I guess someone else would get in touch. 
Uh, Lydia is also believed to caress women's hair on tours, but men are fair game, and she tends to play tricks on them. <laughs> Love it. Sometimes she's nice, sometimes she's not. Yeah. And lastly, the face of a male spirit, which some believe is it was like a client, has been seen in the madam's mirror, in like her bedroom mirror. Uh-huh. Um, I don't like that. You know, it's like, whoa. <laughs> whoa. Uh, so as of today, the Red Onion Saloon still remains open as a restaurant, bar, and museum. You can step back into time ordering some Hustlers hummus or enjoy some of their cleverly named pizzas, including Madame Jan, Lady Lavoy, Shady Lady, The Sassy Potter, Bombay Peggy, and Big Desi. Big Desi. <laughs> the ghost hunters, as well as other ghost enthusiasts, have investigated the saloon and believe that it is still haunted. The upstairs rooms have been restored into their old cribs, which you can check out just for a quickie, which is actually what they call it, and it's only a $10 tour. Oh, I love <laughs> it's that. It's called the quickie. Um, As it should. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's on their menu. I was like, because I was looking at their food menu, and I saw that at the bottom. I was like, oh, shit, that's so cool. <laughs> Very clever. But that is the Red Onion Saloon in Skagway, Alaska. <gasps> Where You're welcome, Alaska. Go there. I know I want to. Where's Skagway? It's like way. You have to fly there. Uh, y- yeah, you can't yeah, drive. You can't. Um, yeah, I figured. <clears throat> I believe it's, it's super far down there. It's like on the little tail yeah if i'm correct or it's down by juno like down there on one of the islands or something like that I don't, don't ask me i don't know alaska i just love <laughs> states here. huge guys it's really big <laughs> um i'm i'm kind of excited to use my book that you got me but the calendar that you got me brie i i look forward to turning the page oh, every yay. day yay. so um was it like the last two days? It wasn't today. Today was a new one. No, today was the last day of it. There was uh, like two days of it where there was like a a boy that like was persuaded for some reason to go out into the woods to this guy. And he's like, I need help getting something out of this deer box. And so I guess like back in the day, they used to like bury deer boxes, like these boxes into the ground and that's where you would hide to to shoot deer, like, okay. instead of a tree. Right. And so the boy's like, okay, I'll go help you. Kind of, like, m- help me find my dog. And he went in there, and the guy trapped him in the deer box. <gasps> and then uh, today was the day where I got to hear the rest of this or read the rest of the story. Because they're just short, short stories. Yeah. Um, and, uh like this guy was hunting and this kid was like help help like he heard this guy like walking by and so he's like help 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 and the guy opened up the deer box and he was like uh demanding him like you know who are you show me your hands like thinking that the kid was gonna trap him and the kid's like no i've been trapped and so he he helped him out and stuff isn't that crazy did no one died no. That's good. Yeah. there. I really like it because it's not all just murder. There's been a couple already this month that are just murder. Um. Anyways, so I'm going to tell you about uh, Rod Farrell. Okay. Okay. So. Okay. okay. 
So, Rod Farrell was born on March 28, 1980, to the parents of Sandra and Gibson, or excuse me, Sandra Gibson and Rick Farrell in Murray, Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, That's where bourbon's made. Oh, cool. Okay. (laughs) In Murray, Kentucky? Just Kentucky. Oh, just Kentucky. I was like, (laughs) Kentucky whiskey. Well. Yummy. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, Yeah. I've seen that before. Um, After Rod was born, within like a few weeks, Rick, the dad, was like, ew, this life sucks, and dipped out and joined the military, which that life must have sucked for him, too. Right? Um, (laughs) Leaving one sucky life to the other. You lose and you lose some. Uh, so Sandra was a teenage mom with a baby, so she moved in with her parents. Sandra often took advantage of living with her parents and would leave Rod with them so she could go out and party. And she would also make money as a sex worker. Okay. As Rod got older, his mom started dressing like him. They also connected on a game called Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, okay. That's it was, weird. It was funny that you mentioned that. Yeah. Um, and Rod started reading the books by Anne Rice, the Vampire Chronicle series, oh, which shit. is like a super popular series in the 80s and 90s. Wait, what's, what was the series called? The Vampire Chronicle series. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, they both wore dark clothes, black pants, trench coats, choke collars, you know, the whole works of a vampire goth person. <laughs> and they Twilight. would... <laughs> yeah. They would often hold hands even when Rod was a teenager and he would like he would like still hold his mom's hand oh. and the neighbors were like, Are they a couple? Yeah. It was like, su- well, super cringy. Yeah. Sandra was not good at being a parent. She would let Rod come and go as he pleased. He would like hang out at the Hardy's, also known as Carl's Junior, depending on where you're at. Hardy's is better. Sorry. It's the same freaking thing. It is. or the cemetery wherever you know at all hours of the night regardless if it was a school night or not he would just do whatever he wanted he also would test his teachers and the admin at the school often like light up a cigarette in the middle of the courtyard he didn't care about getting in trouble ballsy huh ballsy yeah if he went to class he would give the teacher trouble there in the classroom after a while rod started playing a different game which was a fantasy role-playing game called vampire the masquerade i have no idea what that game is but sounds super hot sounds cool (laughs) so in school rod was sort of collecting this like these friends um one of them was scott anderson and scott and rod instantly clicked Scott was dealt an awful hand growing up. He grew up in in a terrible run-down trailer park with black trash bags over the windows for curtains. His dad was an alcoholic and a drug addict. He just was dealt an awful hand. Um, similar to Rod, but Rod at least had his grandparents. Right. Uh, Scott worked at McDonald's and would often bring home leftovers for him and his brothers so that they had something to eat at least. Yeah. <laughs> McDee's. Gotta start somewhere. Or Alice. Alice calls it McDoodles. <laughs> Love it. McNaldos. That's what Josh calls it. What does he call it? McNaldos. 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 Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Uh, he was also friends with Jaden Stephen Murphy. Jaden and Rod met cl- close to the end of Jaden's junior year in Callaway High. Jaden and Ron clicked in the same sense. Their parents were not, you know, fair to them growing up. And they both claimed that life can eat you up and spit you back out. And we just keep going. Yeah. So something about Rod. He claimed that he was a 500-year-old vampire (laughs) named Vesigo. Which was also the character he would play during the role-playing game. He claimed he could fly, teleport, and time travel. But whenever anyone confronted him about it, he would be like, you know, it's just not the right time. Or I can't do it on command. He also talked like a very, like, He's talked like uh, Batman from <laughs> Wishwood. Help me. You can't handle the power. <laughs> I don't Who know. Who is it? What is it? Yeah. You can't handle the power <laughs> of me. So he did not go for the whole, you know, Count Chocula. Count. Nope. Whatever it was. No, no, no. no. <laughs> One bot. <laughs> Two bots. <laughs> no, he definitely went uh, for uh, like. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I love vampire <laughs> shit. I'm so excited for this episode. He just, he talked like, I can fly and teleport, but I can't do I can't even do it. Give it to me. Yes, thank you. Who is it? Yeah. <laughs> Who did it? Who are you? Who is he? <laughs> I'm Batman. <laughs> yes, yes, thank you. I, I can't do it right now. I don't know why. But it's, yeah, so he's like, you can't do the power. <laughs> I'm Vesigo. <laughs> Sorry. That's why I'm Vesigo. I can't even get it. Uh, no, yeah. Anyway, so we're moving on here. <laughs> so Jaden was one, the one that introduced Rod to the theory of, <laughs> I, I, I was like, I. <laughs> it's the voice. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I'm not. <laughs> so. Uh, Jaden was the one that introduced Rod to this whole vampirism and even converted him to being a vampire. Oh, wow. Uh, and... So, like, bit him. They did a spiritual ritual okay. at, the, at the cemetery. They both cut each other with straight razors and gave each other their blood and drink it. Oh, that's normal. So, after Rod became a vampire, Rod recruited three others. One was Scott, his friend. And then w- then his on-again, off-again girlfriend, Charity, Keezy, and another friend named Dana Cooper. So, now they all have STDs. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, I can't even imagine. Your blood is my blood. <laughs> and your blood is my blood. <laughs> your <laughs> Wait, no, that's From vein blood. to shining vein. <laughs> <laughs> so. No, that's my blood. <laughs> Sorry. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I'm so excited about this. I love, I'm loving this story. Um, that's why I like. I listen to so many podcasts because I was like, I have to get this story right. 
I'm, <laughs> I'm very excited. So, uh, I actually don't know if they had STDs, but I'm like a thousand percent one way. Yeah, it's like right. the easiest way to share STDs. Totally not safe. Yeah. So Rod was running this new so-called family that he had created and he was living large. Then suddenly Rod was told by his mom that they were moving to Eustace, Florida. <laughs> oh, no, there's so much sun there. <laughs> <laughs> what is he going to do? <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> not the sun. Not the sun. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Because that's where her new boyfriend lived, and he was not thrilled about this. So, Eustace in Lake County was located in Central Florida, or it is, it's still there. Uh, It's about 40 miles from Orlando. Okay, okay. Uh, Rod met a girl, Heather Windorf, in school. Heather was one of the two, two daughters of the Windorf family. Uh, the Windors were a great all-American family. They were super nice. The dad, Richard, had a nice job as a supervisor at a bottling company. The mom, Ruth, was a stay-at-home mom, but she would go and volunteer at the girls' high school. And Jennifer Windorf was 17 years old. She was pretty popular. She was a cheerleader. She was beautiful, but... Luckily, she wasn't, like, a mean pretty. You know what I mean? Like, when they're really pretty, they can just, like, be jerks. Was she buffy? No. Uh, oh. She was a cheerleader. Dang, that would I be guess. perfect. Oh, Buffy the Vampire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. Uh, she was super pretty, and she wasn't a mean pretty. She was super down to earth, and the cou- counselor at the school said that she had never, he had never heard a mean thing said about her, which I think is really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's so not, she probably dies. What what time? <laughs> I'm just kidding. What year is it? This is the 90s. Yeah, that's hard to find in the 90s. Yeah, I feel like. Yeah, so Heather, the younger daughter, was 15. She was a polar opposite of Jennifer when it came to what she was into and what she liked in her style. She liked darker clothes. She, if Hot Topic existed back then, maybe it did. She would definitely be a frequent frequent flyer there. She loved, like, all things dark and dark music and the morbid side of things. Although, what she was into was alternative. She was still a good kid. She was, you know, had good grades and that sort of stuff. Um, so, the way Rod got Heather's attention at this new school, because they're both new. She's 15. She just recently started school and he just transferred there uh she opened her locker door to find a barbie hanging from a noose and instead of like freaking out and turning it in and telling on somebody she took it and hung it from her jansport and just kept on (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) she's like all right this is fine this is cool (laughs) sick who made me this (laughs) yeah like so punk rock. <laughs> so um they became instant friends. They would go out and spend the whole night at cemeteries talking and just hanging out. As soon as Rod was building roots in Eustace 
and making friends, his mom said it was time to move back to Murray, Kentucky, because she broke up with her boyfriend. Of course. So Rod was furious. Uh, But to celebrate his last night in town, he had his friends over at his house. Rod was doing some weird chanting ritual thing, and some kids were copying him. He also had uh, friends, like, sitting on his bed, like, sucking each other's blood. Oh. Like, some people suck each other's necks, necks, and other people suck each other's It was kind of a thing whenever Twilight came out, I remember. This was not, this was before Twilight. I know, I know, but it was also, it also became a thing when twilight came out no way a little yeah like i remember them making an announcement at school about it Ew. yeah anyway yeah one of our uh patreon donors was in super into twilight me uh but i don't remember people doing that i love twilight i hate that's one thing that i hate that i love that i love I love, but I oh, hate one of those things it. that you pretend that you don't like, but you like it. I don't pretend that I don't like it. I just hate that I like it. Oh, so never yeah. mind. I like it, <laughs> and I mean, Alice likes it. It's the first book series I've ever read. Yeah, same. Yeah. Uh, now that Alice is like you know th- that age, I can watch it shamelessly. Yes. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, so. His mom walked in, and this is, like, finally where she... Oh, my God. How weird. <laughs> but she was, like, co- like a cool mom. She didn't care what her son did. Right? This is where she drew the line, Yeah, Bree. right? Like... <laughs> she, like, flipped out and ordered everyone to leave. And Rod and her were, like, fighting and arguing, and he took a knife, held it to her throat... <sighs> And said he could kill her. But then they, like, laughed it off. They're like, (laughs) you're so funny. You're so funny. But then he, like, flipped around. Like, he's, like, walking away. He flips around and takes the knife and stabs it right next to her head. And it's, like, going, like, wobbling. And he's, like, you know I would never kill you. And she's, like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totes. Totes my goats. <laughs> <laughs> and so then like the next day they just like moved and then nothing they acted like nothing, nothing happened. happened. Wow. Yeah. Uh okay. Um that's cool. Yeah, no big deal. That's normal. That's uh, it was reported that she's going through a phase. Yeah. <laughs> It was reported that they, like, would do this often. Like, they would have those type of fights often. But this was, like, the first actual, like, report of it. So, I don't know if they were like, oh, yeah, we do it all the time. It's so cute. It's so cute how he's like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, Rod. We're going to hold hands again. (laughs) (laughs) And just like each other. (laughs) So, Rod gained, uh, gained back his initial friends back in Murray. But they saw something different about him. He had a charisma. In its that, hand. Huh? I'm sorry. I keep on interrupting you. I said in its hand. <laughs> in its hand? Because he was in Florida. No. he moved back. They moved back to Murray, to Kentucky. Oh, yeah. But they were in Florida, right? They moved to Florida for a little bit until she they, broke up with her and boyfriend. And then they moved from Florida to back to Kentucky. Yeah. And they noticed something different about him. Oh, yeah. Oh, his he had a tan. tan. Florida. I thought you were saying ham. No. Hand. His ham. 
<laughs> no, it was like, I don't get it. <laughs> okay, I'm done interrupting. But no, possibly. tan. He probably did have a tan. Although, he was like wearing super dark clothes yeah. and like trench coat. Makes him look more white. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Anyways. Okay. Uh, they were like, he has like more charisma about him and he was more confident and bolder. He also didn't stop talking to Heather. He and Heather would spend hours on the phone and this is like in the 90s before long distance, when long distance was a thing. And I looked it up, the average long distance rate went for about 15 cents a minute. Jeez. There, they were... There were times that Rod and Heather's parents were getting almost $1,000 phone bills. Oh, my gosh. So that didn't make their parents happy, which in return would upset Heather, and she would complain to Rod about it. Even if he was, gr- even if she was grounded from the phone, it would they still would talk by snail mail. She talked about how much she hated her parents for the rules that they set in place, and she was treated poorly. And... And at this time, Rod started to, like, really dabble in drugs. Not just marijuana. He was dabbling in LSD, cocaine, meth, anything that he could get his hands on. Heavy shit. Okay. Yeah. And it would be, like, um, like, the second he would start coming down from something, he would take another, something else. Like, keep his high going. Keep his high going. Yeah. Letters were found where, uh... Heather was saying how awful her parents treated her, but no one can actually testify how awful her parents actually were. I will say, as a teenager, there was many times where my, I was like, my parents are so unfair. They suck. Blah, right. Blah, blah. Right. Um, but, like, as an adult, I'm like, oh, wow, I'm really wow, glad they brat. set those boundaries for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I have to give a trigger warning Uh-oh. to everyone. So, uh, this involves some pet violence so if you don't want to listen to it fast forward like 30 seconds so Jaden saw vampire vampirism different uh Jaden his one of his friends okay he was a spiritual guided he saw it as like a spiritual guidance um and and used it as good he met with Rod at a mutual friend's house and they went for a walk um just to chat while they were walking, a cat walked up to them, and Rod picked up the cat by its neck and swung it at a tree. Oh. And the cat was convulsing on the ground <gasps> and it because it didn't die instantly. Jaden said, what's wrong with you? And Rod explained, oh, you and your holier-than-thou attitude. Like, what? About a week or so later, on October 14, 1966, at the Callaway County Animal Shelter, an employee walked into work to find a field of over 40 dead dogs and dismembered puppies. <gasps> uh, and that all the evidence pointed back to Rod and his minions. Where did you get them? Where did you get 40 puppies? They and broke like- into it. Oh, to the animal shelter? Into the animal <gasps> shelter. Oh, and my killed God. all the dogs. Oh, my God. And dismembered the puppies. Garbage. Yeah. Okay. So, if you're skipping, you can come back now. Sorry. I just, like, had to rush through that. The water's warm now. The water's warm. Yeah. So, November 14th, 1966, Rod was talking to his family, quote unquote, his vampire family, about how they need to save Heather from her super terrible parents. Who took her phone privileges away from her. So, 
he had outlined this plan this plan that they were going to go pick heather up and then head to new orleans where the vampire headquarters were according to the Anne rice books fictional books i should say so they get into rod's car and they head to florida it's about a 12 hour drive they get to heather's house and pick her up rod and heather went to the nearest cemetery where they chatted According to Scott, one of his friends, Rod and Heather were discussing how she could leave. She could leave because her father was assaulting her, or how she needed to leave because her father was assaulting her, and her mother knew about it, but didn't do anything about it. And Rod was the person that could help her. Um, which none of that ever like. N- there was no evidence of that. She never like t- retestified to that or anything okay. like that. Uh, so November 16th, 1966, eventually Rod and Heather met their friends back at the car and say, okay, we're leaving, but the car we have won't make it. Uh, so we're going to take Heather's parents Ford Explorer. And they're like, okay, so we'll meet at the, uh, meet a quarter of the, uh, quarter of a mile up the road and swap vehicles and the girls which included chastity and her friend dana dana with heather drove the car about a quarter mile up the road and waited for scott and rod to meet them with heather's parents car and another little tidbit uh i only i listened to a couple podcasts watched a documentary and read a bunch of articles only one podcast mentioned that Chastity claimed that she was pregnant with Rod's child. Oh, but at the end of the at the end of the podcast, they claimed that they were like looking and looking for evidence on whether or not she was right. actually pregnant, and nothing. They said so that they couldn't find anything. Possibility, but likely correct. Not. And that's because Chastity, I guess, like, was going back and forth on whether or not she wanted to stay with, like, they were on on again, off again. Right. And then she finally, like, was like, well, I'm going to settle him down and get pregnant. She's 15. And because she didn't like how, like, he was always doing drugs and this and that. And she's like, well, if I get pregnant, he'll settle down. Girl, that's listen. That, that way. is not how it works. Look at Rod's dad. <laughs> yeah. He left and joined the army. <laughs> so, anyways, that was just a little tidbit. Uh, so Rod and Scott went to Heather's parents' house, and they snuck into the garage to get the keys to the Ford Explorer. Rod rummaged through the garage until they fa- he found a crowbar. And he and Scott entered the entered through the utility room door. The house was quiet. Jennifer's dad had fallen asleep watching TV. So Scott goes through the house looking for money or for things that they could use for money and the car keys. And then Scott looks over and sees Rod standing over the dad with the crowbar. Oh. And Rod just started beating him. Uh, Scott yelled out, what are you doing? And Rod replies, don't just stand there. Look for the keys and the money. So Scott thought, oh, shoot. If I don't listen to him, he's going to do what he's doing to the dad. Right. Um, Suddenly, Ruth, the mom, shows up in the kitchen where Uh the two boys were. She was holding a hot cup of coffee 
and said, who are you and what do you want? Then she threw the cup of coffee at Rod, which scratched Rod's face and obviously burned him a little bit. Rod started beating her with the crowbar. According to Scott, what he did to Ruth was shell-shocked. He was, he was, Scott was shell-shocked when it happened. Scott said he went into uh, flight mode and went as far away as possible from, wanted to get far away from what just happened. Right. They got in the car and met up with the girls. They swapped license plates on a dirt road and, and abandoned the original vehicle. They finally arrived in Baton Rouge when finally Rod told all three of the girls what happened. And Heather was screaming and wigging out, like, why did you kill my parents? Scott claimed after what he did, he was, he, Rod, was, like, happy and giddy. Like, before he was, like, very serious and, like, mad and mumbling. And now he's just, like. In a good mood. In a good mood. So, back in Florida. Jennifer, the older sister of Heather, was already past her curfew, so she sneaks past her dad that when she sees him on the couch, he just she just sees his feet propped up on the on the couch arm arm couch, the arm of the couch. And she's like, Oh, phew, he fell asleep. I'm just gonna, you know, sneak to my room. But then she goes into the kitchen and sees blood like literally everywhere. So she grabs the phone and calls 911 and tells them that she needs help. Her parents have been killed. After a line of questioning and obviously the police on the way, the operator asked her, no one else is in the house with you, is there? And she was like, oh my gosh, my sister isn't here. She, My sister's 15. Her name is Heather. She isn't here. She is missing. Right. So the police initially like started the this search for like she could have been murdered also or she was kidnapped um the police arrived at the scene and they were able to determine that the blows to the dad richard windorf didn't he didn't know that the murder murderer was approaching because and he was struck in his sleep because the blood was isolated to one spot okay the murder of naomi was much different there was blood all over the kitchen and signs of defense wounds and there were even pieces of school in the other room. Oh, no. I know. The news of the murder was shocking, obviously, and the investigators were basically sitting ducks until they found the vehicle with the matching license plates of the Ford Explorer des- deserted on the dirt road. But it wasn't the Ford Explorer. It was right, the other the car. Right, the cars that got swapped, right. So they realized that they most likely swapped the plates. So they put an APB out on the Kentucky license plate. Uh, the group was tired and hungry with zero money, so they let Charity call her mom because her mom would more likely send her funds. She's like, I know, honey, you ran away, but let me send you some money. Um, and then the grandmother got the phone number that came from the payphone in Baton Rouge. Grandma, uh, I'm talking about Ch- Chas- Charity's grandma. Okay. Uh, grandma with the instructions of the detectives tell her to go to the nearest Howard Johnson, which is a money transfer place, uh, which detectives were there ready to arrest the group. The second the car turned off, the group was surrounded by cop cars. So Rod eventually got the death penalty after he was arrested. Good. 
Uh, but because of his age, it was reduced to a life sentence. Yeah, he's like 500, right? Yeah. <laughs> Scott <laughs> pleaded guilty and got a life sentence. Uh, Charity got 10 years and Dana, Dana got 17 years. Both women are out now and living a very quiet life. Uh, Heather didn't have to serve a second of time at all. She was she is now considered an artist and stays quiet. And the mom has come out recently, like, I think it was, like, in 19, 2019, and she was like, I'm a changed woman, like, I'm not the same person as I used to be, because I guess she got, Rod's a, like, mom. Rod's mom, yeah, she got, she got a lot of heat for the way she acted, and I'm, there's so much of more information. Of course she did, like, everybody's gonna, but. Yeah, yeah. There, there, Brie, there's so much more, like, other information. I was like, wow. That's it's crazy. very fascinating. Yeah. So, um. I mean, it's not every day, like, a vampire. <laughs> yeah. Tries, a 16-year-old vampire tries to start a cult. <laughs> Sorry, also, excuse me, 500-year-old vampire. Um, why didn't they just fly? Because <laughs> it doesn't happen on demand. Oh, you're right. You're and right. they can't handle the power. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. It's too rainy. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> what was it? That was good. Thank that you. That was really good. Yeah. I had fun with it. Oh, I love some vampire stuff. <laughs> love it, love it, love there it. There was one podcast that I listened to, and they went, like, deep, 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 deep into, like, all of the vampirism of it. And I was, like, they were, like, talking about all these different things that they did and rituals and i was just like i don't care about that like i just need to know about the murder yeah (laughs) (laughs) i just need to know what kind of person this guy was yeah anyways so do you have a neighborhood story for me yes for once i do and i put it in my story so i wouldn't lose it good job but i need to pull it close because i need to read it up close hello 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 okay um Okay, so there is a picture, and it is dried, spilled soup. Okay, I can see that. Speaking of soup. And there's a sign that says, do not, like, leave your beans here. Please clean up after yourself. Shame on you. So, someone else put a note after that was left. And it says, it is I, the soup spiller. I'll never clean up my mess, nor will I stop. Every two weeks, I'll spill more soup. You've <laughs> been warned. P.S. This is super exciting. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then there's more. Oh, my gosh. Come on. I just wish it was closer. Okay. It says, uh, dear soup spiller, I don't know who you are, why you're doing this, but I will find you. Your reign of terror for your reign of terror for too long has tormented the good people of blank. I swear on this spilled soup that I will get you. My vendetta is inevitable and impossible. Oh no. Your ass is mine, bitch. Guardians of the stairwell. And oh then my. there's more. There's one more note, and it says to whoever spilled the beans, "Fuck you." Oh my <laughs> Sorry, gosh! Sorry, my language. <laughs> <laughs> like I, <laughs> I would play with that too. Oh, absolutely. I would have so much fun with it. Like <laughs> I, d- I would 
totally like get like a Liam Neeson meme from Taken and oh, like yeah. I don't know who you are but I will find you I have a specific set of skills <laughs> <laughs> I have a mop <laughs> I can clean this up every just, time every just, day just uh ask Rod Farrell yeah, yeah, he probably knows Whoever all about... Whoever you are, I will find you. Where I will hunt you. I have a specific set of skills. A mop. <laughs> the soup spiller. The soup spiller. The Come. super... <laughs> super exciting. Super. Yeah, I thought that was funny. Um, Thank you for sharing that. That was You're funny. Welcome. Thank you for sharing your story, buddy. You're welcome. It's a great one. Um, so we're pretty cool. So. Yeah, you guys should follow us and stuff and, like, you know... At WWTN Podcast and send us your stories. Sorry. What? You're you're doing good. Yeah, send it, yeah, guys, please send us your stories because we really want to do a listener story soon. Um anything paranormal, true crime, uh, neighborhood, if you have had something happen in your neighborhood or had something happen in your town, if your cousin was like kidnapped. We want to know if you think you saw a UFO. We want to know, like, come on, guys. Send or did in your those uncle stories. see a Sasquatch? Yeah, or like, does your neighbors set off fireworks in the summertime when it's bright out? Did Bru, you, add, you like, can't write then... into the story, the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but if your neighbor is like terrible, we want to hear about your terrible or if neighborhood. Or the, yeah, maybe yeah. you want to write maybe sometimes, you know, something sweet like about them. Writing good things about like, people. My neighbors are so wonderful. They yeah. ask me. My favorite soup boy. Yeah. They ask me if I need anything from the store before they go when it's a snowstorm. That's yeah. true story. My neighbors do do that. You do that. Uh, Amy does that in our neighborhood. She's so sweet. Thank you. Um. So, yeah, that's at our Send those to wwtnpodcast at gmail.com. Or if you want to, send them in Facebook Messenger if it's easier. So, Or any Messenger. I don't care because I'm usually the one to read those. So it's cool. Yeah, I don't do any. I don't mind. I just show up with my pretty voice. As of right now, we don't care. <laughs> Have you checked in on the neighbors? What's with the neighbors? Bring, Bring Amy, Amy out. out. I remembered this time. I remembered. I remembered. I remembered. Like last week was the first week you ever forgot. Usually I'm the one who forgets stuff like I that. I know. Um, <laughs> say hi to your cats to us. <laughs> say hi to cats. Say hi to your cats for us. <laughs> and also, um, shout out to Julie. Yeah, what up, Julie? What up, Julie? This is a rap about Julie. Or Julie.